You're listening to the Morning Punch and Show with RBNJ live and direct for more cities and an Instagram model's bio. Get ready for some boxing talk on the clock. Let's face it, you're not working and somebody's got to pay for the Wi Fi. everybody. It is RBNJ. This is the morning punch and show, the most unpredictable, unscripted, but always real morning boxing talk show in the game. Today is Monday, July 3rd, 2017. Our guests today on the morning punch and show are world champion Robert Easter and Ryan Martin. So stay tuned for them a little later. Let me bring on my partner in crime, the creator and founder of badculture.net, contributor for blacksportsonline.com, Jay LaBeouf. What's good, Jay? What's good, RB? Good morning, everybody. It's back to it's good to be back another Monday. We have a lot to talk about today, so I'm pretty excited about that. This weekend's fights were unpredictable, to say the least. So with that, let me jump right into what today's hot question is. After watching Jeff Horn defeat Manny Pacquiao in Brisbane, Australia, we posed the question, how does Jeff Horn match up in the welterweight division? And you guys went bananas on Facebook and Twitter so I'm going to read a few of the responses now, and then a little bit later in the show, I'll read a few more. So let's start with uh, some responses that RB got on Facebook for posting the question. Justin Harrison says, let me preface this by saying I thought it was a bad decision. 117-111 is ludicrous, but Horn is awkward AF. We know what that means. And rugged. Mm-hmm. He used the side to bully Manny with wild aggression, headbutts, grappling, tussling, to make the fight ugly. I applaud his effort. He's a tough competitor. As far as the division goes, I think Spence and Thurman would love to go get that belt. Spence would knock him out in seven. One time would get a unanimous decision. Rick Ferris says, he's a tough kid, but in this welterweight era, he will be a punching bag. He will be KO'd if he fights any champion. He beat a very old Manny Pacquiao who is in cash-out mode, and actually he did not win. Lucky to remain on his feet. Porter will gild him early and keep Thurman even quicker. This was a Bob Arum setup. Bob knows boxing fans will believe and buy anything. He is right. And some responses from Twitter. At Alexander the GG says, the guy's a bum. I could headbutt all day and walk around the ring with you in a headlock. Spence and Thurman will destroy him. At Exposed Boxing says, he's a good addition to the welterweight division, but I don't see him beating the top three. And lastly, at RST. 889 said he's food for Thurman, Spence, Bud, Danny Swift Garcia, Porter, and Peterson. He'd probably lose mm. to the rest of the top 15, 147 pounders, but in a competitive way. So, wow, you guys have a lot to weigh in on Jeff Horn. Australia, if you're listening, good day. We do like you, but the guy didn't win that fight. So, we'll take some more responses later in the show. Back to you, Arby. All right. Well, listen, we want you to call in today, sound off, let us know what you feel about the judging this weekend. That wasn't the only fight that had some really suspect scorecards. Um, you could also play in today to play Know It or Blow It. It's our boxing trivia game. You get one question, 10 seconds to answer it correctly. And if you do win, you get a free gift from forama.com. That number is mm-hmm. 718-508-9852. Make sure you press one, and that's how we know you're in the switchboard wanting to talk to us. Um, you know, I, I will say regarding Jeff Warren and Manny Pacquiao, the scorecards were disappointing. The 117-111, the most disappointing. I guess you could have made a case for 115-113, uh, but we'll dive into that a little more later. We got Jake Donovan coming on with Jake's take. 
He's got some mm-hmm. updated news for us regarding the World Boxing Super Series, um, the top-ranked ESPN deal, and the judging. We are going to talk about the judging overall this weekend. Um, some people felt some type of way about the Robert Easter, Shabakov card, and, and some of the undercard scorecards that weren't too pretty either. But, Jay, let's jump right into some fight recaps. Um, some that maybe flew under the radar. Let's start with Diego De La Hoya. He fought for the first time outside of the U.S. He went over to Argentina, and he defended his WBC Youth Super Bantamweight World Title champ, uh, World Title Belt, and he won successfully against Alan Lunquez in Argentina. Oscar Negrete also stopped Sergio Frias to take home the NABF Bantamweight Championship Belt on the Golden Boy Boxing on ESPN and Ryan Martin, who we'll talk to a little bit later, which will be more of a get to know who Ryan Martin is on the show today. He outclassed Marcos Jimenez in the co-main event and got the win. We weren't able to see the Ryan Martin fight because ESPN apparently had some technical difficulties and yada, yada. So we'll talk to Ryan about his fight, who he is, where he's from, where he's going, where he's been. A lot of good stuff. Just getting to know the kid today. Uh, Lightweight world champion, Robert Easter, retained his title with a hard-fought victory over Dennis Shavikov on bounce. Jay, there was some controversy on the yeah. cards, even on the undercard, uh, with Jamonte mm-hmm. Clark getting decision over Lou DeBella's Ivan Gullub. How do you, you feel about the scorecards in that one? I thought he got job. I thought he got job, too. I don't know what fight those officials were were looking at, and this is happening so often it's kind of like putting water in a bucket with a hole in it. How do you fix the problem? Lou, of course, with Lou on Twitter, which was is always amazing. But, yes, I agree. He got jobbed in that decision. Yeah, you know, I really felt bad for Lou. If you follow him on Twitter, I mean, you could really feel the emotion. I mean, he's always kind of crazy anyway. But he's invested a lot of money into that kid, finally got him a, a shot to fight on TV, then the kid got hosed, and there's really nowhere for a kid like that to go from here. So he literally right. got, he really took it up the ass, and, and I, uh, that's the only way I could put yeah. it. Julian Williams returned on that card, and he stopped Joshua Conley in round seven. Um, but, yep. okay, so Robert Easter, he'll be on the show. He's our hotline bling guest in a little while. Uh, the Shavikov fight, very, very hard fight. There were times where mm-hmm. they were in a phone booth. They were really fighting toe-to-toe. Not sure he used his reach and his height as much as he could have. Um, I did think he won, and I like him. I think he's very crafty um, in a, in a like unorthodox way. But Twitter Jay had a meltdown when they read the cards because they were a little wide. I think two of the, two of the judges had it like 120 to 108, which means they didn't give that kid a shot in hell to win. Right. They didn't give him one round. Not one. Not one. And what's disappointing about that, it's like the the decision overshadowed the fact that Robert Easter won the fight. Because I don't think anyone is disputing that Robert Easter won that fight. But the judging was so bad, it puts a taint on his victory. And that's not fair to him. And it's not fair to Shabakov because it's misleading to what he actually did in the ring. So it's just a bad decision all around, except the decision that Robert Easter won that we can all agree on. Yeah, and, you know, I wonder if it's bittersweet for him, and that's what we're going to ask him a little later is, you know, he fought really hard, and for the most part, people thought he pulled it off, but when the scorecards were read, it just gave the whole fight a black eye, 
and it made everybody just have a meltdown. And then you got people in the media saying that the other guy won. Um, but anyway, so we'll talk to E. Bunny more about that later. And we're also going to talk about Bandcamp and what his future plans are, whether he's, you know, get into promoting and how AB's doing in camp and try to get all the low down there. Um, Jay, let's go over to Saturday night on ESPN where Jeff Horn <laughs> upset Manny Pacquiao. Horn won, top rank won, ESPN won, everybody won except Manny Pacquiao that night. It was a really close fight. Horn was very aggressive, very awkward. Manny definitely showed his age for sure, but I do think that he won. I do think he did enough. He was very classy in defeat. I mean, Jay, I think me and you, if that would have happened to us, we would have cursed out everybody there if we would have got right. robbed like that. Um, like I said, the scorecards were very disappointing. And, and what has Manny Pacquiao done to deserve this, Jay? First, he was robbed in the Timothy Bradley fight, and now Jeff Warren. I heard some rumors in the street that Manny is ready to walk away, but you know, you can't pay too much attention to rumors or sometimes you can. And he's probably getting to that point too in his career where he's ready to start walking away and he's cashing out. But Manny looked old. Yes. Manny looked past his prime. Yes. But Manny didn't lose that fight. In my opinion, I didn't rewatch it last night because it was still too fresh in my, Mm. my bias from watching it the first time is still a little too strong. Maybe in another, in about a week, I'll watch it again when I have some, some truly fresh eyes and the hype has died down from the decision of the fight. But I'll watch it again, but I doubt I see that Jeff Horn did enough to defeat Manny Pacquiao, even in Australia. Yeah. Unfortunate I, I decision for people, Manny. Yeah, I could see some people making a case for the 115-113. I just Really didn't think that Horn won. But, you know, Horn made himself a legend. After the fight, he's calling out Floyd sure Mayweather. Uh, you know, he's saying, look, a lot of people think I won. I should get Floyd Mayweather next. Bob Arum, oh, okay. um, you know, there is a rematch clause in there. And Bob's saying, you know, it'll probably either go back to Australia. But Manny really wants it to go back to the Philippines. So, like Jay said, does Manny walk away or does he, um, you know, execute the rematch clause and take this back to the Philippines? I mean, look, they all made a whole lot of money. And I know sometimes that's not what it's all about, but we know that Manny also loves to give back to his country a lot. Exactly. He loves to give away a lot of his money. Um, so oh, on the bright you know side, yeah. I'm, so, I'm sorry, RB. One thing that I did notice that from the social media reaction, and I'm surprised I haven't seen more of this in my mentions, when we watch certain other fighters, there's a lot of attention that's, paid, uh, that's placed on dirty tactics. He had butted Manny Pacquiao twice during that fight. Did, did anybody in your timeline say, oh, Jeff Horn's a dirty fighter? I saw that there. I think maybe one person in my timeline was like, whoa, Jeff Horn's a really dirty fighter. But that wasn't the common theme in the discussion of the fight, despite the fact that he had butted Manny Pacquiao twice during the fight. Nobody really said anything about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, on the bright side, Jay, the fight did do monster TV ratings mm-hmm. on ESPN. It was like the highest rated fight on record for any cable network of this decade. I think the overnight numbers had it as the highest rated fight on ESPN network since the mid 1990s. So Bob Arum did deliver Manny Pacquiao. 
So when people say, what's the big difference with PBC and what Top Rank is doing? Well, we're going to talk to Jake Donovan about that in a little bit with Jake's take, but Al Heyman can never put Floyd Mayweather on ESPN. Bob Arum delivered Manny Pacquiao on ESPN. So that's, that's one of the big differences that we're going to see is that we're going to really see some superstars that Top Rank have on um, regular ESPN. So regarding Jeff Horn, you know, where does he go from here, Jay? A lot of people were saying, oh, have not fight Earl Spence and, and Keith Thurman and Danny Garcia. You guys are out of your mind if you think Bob Arum, who now has options on this dude, is going to feed him <laughs> to the wolves of Al Heyman. No, he's going to feed him to his own top-ranked stable. So it's going to be a guy like Jesse Vargas or Tim Bradley right. or the U.S. Right. Olympian Jose Ramirez. Like, Bob keeping that in-house, y'all. Come on. That's right. You don't think? That's right. Anybody who thinks otherwise is really deluding themselves. There is probably, do you know how many calls probably went into the top rank office at the conclusion of that fight? Jesse Vargas is probably in the gym warming up right now, like at the bullpen. Jesse's like, yes, I'm back. Um, Let's talk about the commentary crew real quick. With screaming A. Smith, he needs to go. At one point, I muted the television. I, I mean, I had a headache. I mean, it was so hard and it was like really excruciating to sit through some of the commentary he is so disrespectful I just can't take him he started off pretty good I was already had my my guard up as soon as he appeared on the screen and he was calm he didn't start screaming but when he got into it at the conclusion of the fight with Tim Bradley Tim Bradley's going to go to Bristol and run him a fade. He is so disrespectful to Tim Bradley, who is a former, who is a current fighter, who's a former champion, and the way he tried to overtalk him and belittle his opinion and question him as a fighter who actually lives and breathes the sport. Man, Stephen A., get the hell out of here. I can't. I can't even take it with him. I can't even. He gets the... That's yeah. all I got for Stephen A. Yeah. Well, you know what? This is this is probably a really good time for us to go ahead and um, bring on Jake Donovan for Jake's take, and we can talk a little more about this top-ranked ESPN deal and some other updates that he has for us. Oh, he's pretty cool. I like Jake Donovan. You're rocking with the Morning Punching Show with RB and Jay, and now it's time for Jake's take. What's up, Jake Donovan? Hey, I was waiting for my uh, shit. Oh, here you go. Guess not. Oh. A lot of people were saying that, though, this weekend. Yeah, <laughs> that Yeah, that's what everyone <laughs> was saying on Friday and Saturday night. Oh, good morning, Jake. You know what? Since good we're going to start Friday, Saturday, there was some suspect judging. Let's start yep. Friday night. Lou DeBella's guy, uh, you know, who was beat by Clark. Let me get his name right. Uh, let's Jermonte see. Jermonte Clark. Clark got the decision over Ivan Golub. It was pretty disgusting. That was probably the first bad card we saw of the weekend. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, I'm going to lump them all in three right now before we get to that. Fight okay. I actually thought that was the very worst decision of the weekend because the absolute wrong guy won. I mean, a lot of people yeah. think Jeff Horn shouldn't have won against Manny Pacquiao, but Ivan Golub only won one round on one scorecard when he beat the crap out of Jamonte Clark over the second half of that fight. Lou DiBella, I, I'm surprised his head literally didn't explode this time. I mean, Lou is hot-headed as it is. He had every right to go off, 
and God bless him, he did. I mean, this is, you know, an Al Heyman fighter one, and Lou had the balls to speak out and say the judging was corrupt on an Al Heyman card. That was disgusting. That was, that was decisions of 2017, in my opinion. That, Ivan Golub got robbed. That was, that's the bottom line. I mm-hmm. really can't emphasize any more than that. He won that fight hands down. Jamonte Clark put up the best fight he could. Um, he got handled over the second half of it. I, I'm not going to blame him for celebrating the win, but, you know, maybe hopefully there's a rematch because a lot of those prospect fights on the PBC shows are very competitive, and we've seen it with Miguel Cruz mm-hmm. and Alex Morton. They didn't like the way the first one turned out. They ran it back. Hopefully these two can run it back, and Ivan Golub can get some justice. I doubt it. Let's go to Robert Easter and Shavakov. <laughs> yes. Um, the right guy won in the fight. The thing I don't like, and, you know, Jay kind of touched on this, Robert Easter should be celebrating right now the fact that he survived a very tough fight, fight and got it out a, a close win, similarly to how he won the title against Richard Kami. The judges mm-hmm. denied him that right by giving him a 12th enough win. I mean, to have mm-hmm. Shavakov not winning a single round is <sighs> – the big problem here is these judges, they're in a position to be vetted. The promoters should be looking at these judges and saying, why are these judges doing a, a world title fight? They, they're not qualified. Yes, we realize the fight's in Ohio. you got to come, you know, the IBF has to send some better judges over here. They saw all, everything that went wrong in February. The same team was involved in this one, and the same crap happened. Mm. You know, the, the judges got to be wrong. But nobody's letting them. Nobody's saying, you know, this judge doesn't belong here. They're just allowing it to happen. And what's worse, and this is just what always annoyed me on TVC, and I'm glad I'm not involved with these shows anymore, you're not allowed to speak about it on here. That's a mandate. You can't talk about the negative stuff that goes on in boxing. And part of my language, it's just absolute bullshit. I mean, there's so much wrong with boxing that needs to be fixed. You can't suppress it. I'm going to borrow a line from the wire. You can't just stand and shit. You need to work a shovel. You know, we need to yes. fix these things. If we're going to present it, especially on a platform That's right. like ESPN. And for Al Heyman to tell his people, no, we can't talk about this stuff. We can only talk about the positives. That's sending a very false message. And that's putting guys like Ivan Gollum in a bad position, Dennis Shafikov, and any box. That's disrespecting any boxer who works their ass off to get to that point, and then they're disrespected yeah. in the end. Because if you're not, you know, Jay, them, you're not looking out for them. Yeah, Jay asked me a question yesterday, um, and it was almost our hot question today. It was, what do you think the punishment should be for these judges? I mean, but then again, who would lay down the punishment? But obviously, we've seen some really, really bad scorecards. Um, that have been really unethical. What should a, what should the punishment be, and who should hand down the punishment? Well, I mean, it's up to the sanctioning body to first acknowledge. I mean, they don't have to acknowledge it publicly. They could just contact the judge directly. They don't have to say anything in public. They can just say, we're going to address the matter. That's it. We, we recognize the criticism. We're going to address the matter. Then you contact the judge. You call that judge in, and you have them explain how they saw that card. You sit them down, make them rewatch the fight, mm-hmm. just like they did with um, Eris Landy, Lara, and Paul Williams. Those mm-hmm. three judges had explained how the hell they came up with the decision they did. And they got suspended. That, hey. That's the way you handle it. You tell these judges hey. they're not working. I really like that, Jake, the idea of a sanctioning body contacting the judge directly because then you take it out of the hands of the court of public opinion. You call them in. Absolutely. You all sit together in a room. And and you have them explain. Then you can, from there, you can determine is it an educational thing and you can take action. Minimally, you can do that in a championship fight because then the, the sanctioning right. body can't take more ownership than that, but yeah, totally agree. Absolutely. Great solution. Yeah, and I'll even take it one step further. Every commission in the United States is falls under the umbrella of the Association of Boxing Commissions. Where the hell are they when all these things are going wrong? They're just sitting here playing traffic cops. They're never speaking out ahead of an issue. Tim Luckenhoff tried to do something. When he thought something was corrupt with Al Heyman and the way PBC was being run, 
his whole team ended up getting, you know, run out of town. And Michael Zoli took over and said, you know, there's nothing to see here. Everything's okay. We haven't heard from this guy since. He should be jumping mm-hmm. out there. You know, as the president of the Association of Boxing Commissions, we're going to start addressing bad judging, bad decisions, why these judges aren't consistent. That's the way we should put it. It's not necessarily bad judging. It's why all judges aren't on the same page. They're not using the right. same scoring criteria. That's the biggest issue. And nobody's Absolutely. Yeah. You are. Well, you know, oof, we got about 10 minutes before Robert Easter calls in the no show, problem. and I want to make sure we hit a couple other topics with you, Jake. The top-ranked yeah. ESPN deal, a lot of people are comparing it to the, B, to the PBC deal on ESPN and even the Golden Boy deal. So we all know that ESPN cannot be touched when it comes to sports viewership. It is the biggest. I said earlier, you know, Bob Aaron brought us Pacquiao. I don't think Heyman can bring, like, Floyd Mayweather to cable. Like, I don't think we're going to ever see Floyd Mayweather fighting on ESPN. <laughs> ESPN really did turn this Pacquiao horn fight into an event. They had countdowns yeah. going on their, on their uh, channel. I mean, they were going balls to the wall. They aired the weigh-in. They did a lot for this show. Tell us more about the deal. What do you know? I know about as much as anyone who believes they have inside information. Bob Arum has done, and Todd DeBuff, too, they've done a brilliant job of keeping this stuff cryptic. I mean, I've tried to speak to top-ranked people off the record, and they'll even tell me, I'll talk to you on the record. I don't know the details. I just know I'm along mm-hmm. for the ride. They have this thing on their apps. They don't want anyone to know where the money's coming from. I will say this. It's not a hedge fund. And also, they are not paying for the time on air. That is the biggest mm-hmm. difference. Al Heyman is buying time on air. He is paying for the production. He is paying the fighters. That's the biggest difference. And mm-hmm. that's why the networks aren't kicking in. We're not, they're not, you know, ESPN isn't opening up Sports Center to a PBC event but that, while they were on ESPN. Uh, the right. ESPN and Top Rank have a partnership. So ESPN is providing the ancillary pro- program, you know, the shoulder programming and all that. So they're prom- they're helping promote the event. That is the big. That's a massive difference because now whatever money money Bob Arum is using to you know pay the fight, it's just paying the fighter. It's not paying for the production. It's not flying in an entire camera crew and all that. That's the biggest difference. That's where it's not a time buy. They are not paying for the time on air. Hmm. Got it. Okay. So well, it is. Sense. This is not. We need to get this. You know, to drill this into everybody's head. This is not a time buy. That is the end of the conversation. It is not the same as PBC deal. But then you got to wonder, well, how are they paying their fighters? How did Matt right. Pacquiao and, get paid last night? And that's why I'm just telling people that is none of our business. With those 1,700 uh, commercials we had to watch until the main event. Jesus Christ. Yeah, I mean, someone put, uh, said it on Twitter. We've seen about 21 rounds of action in three hours. Probably way more right. commercials than rounds, you know, getting to Manny Pacquiao. So that's how, you know, we, we paid for such an event, I guess. But... You know, whatever. As long as it's not taping you, I'm fine with it. I, they did a great job. My concern, my only concern moving forward is, is Vasily Lomachenko going to get the same treatment? Are we going to get this, you know, whole fight week spread for yeah. Terrence Crawford and Julius Sandango? What happens when we get football yeah. season? You know, is, is Oscar yeah. Valdez going to wind up fighting on a Wednesday night whenever he gets the fight date? So that's only my... You know with that, PBC uh, in the beginning, I'm sorry, let me just say this quickly. Yeah. In PBC in the yeah. beginning, they started with Keith Thurman, and they actually had a nice build. They, the ratings went up with Danny Garcia and Paul Malinaji. And then they hit a high point with Leo Santa Cruz and Abnamares. Then it plummeted. They just didn't want to compete with football. They didn't know how to. Then it plummeted. So top rank is starting at the top. The, the trick now is figure out how to build. Yeah. So um, talking about Lomachenko coming up, you know, here we have a guy who's not from here. He's not American. He doesn't speak a lot of English. Mm-hmm. And then he's fighting Mariaga, who <laughs> is not from here, doesn't speak a lot of English. 
I I can't wait to see what ESPN does with this. How are they going to push it? How are they going to make it exciting? Because now you're asking your viewers to watch these two guys that, you know, aren't even American. Right. That's what I'm wondering. Like, are they going to roll? I mean, well, in fairness, you know, neither fight of this weekend was American, but you had two guys that at least did speak well, English. Well, Manny's a, sen- they can, a they superstar. Can... Right, exactly. Right. Manny's, yeah, that's universal. <laughs> But, um, yeah. no, it's a very good point. I mean, they're not going to, you know, turn on the lights on the sports center desk, you know, to, just to have, you know, they're not going to have Steve Levy and Stephen A. Smith, you know, during fight week speaking about, you know, this event, at least not all week. You're not, you're not going to see a ticker countdown to, you know, when Vasily Lomachenko went to the ring on Saturday, August 5th. So, that, again, that's where I was getting at. That's a concern. You know, is there going to be as much, you know, advertising for a show like that? I mean, you know, sponsors are going to want to pay to have their name mentioned in the Manny Pacquiao event. Do they quite care yet? about being mentioned during a Vasily Lomachenko event. I mean, Terrence Crawford is getting there, but he's not at Manny Pacquiao's level yet. You know? Right, we right. We need to get him to Manny Pacquiao, and that's up to Bob. Yeah. You know what you have to do in that situation with Vasily Lomachenko? You have to just make an epic fight video of him knocking everybody the hell out with some <laughs> epic right. Carmina Burana with the ha, 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 you know, with the epic... Right. Music and you just run that commercial over and over and over and over until people go, okay, man, we better watch yeah. this guy because somebody's going to get knocked out. And that's what you do. Right. And if you insist on placing fighters like this on this platform, and you know this is an American-based platform, and it's no disrespect to people who speak other languages, right. this is the platform. You send him to media training, and you make sure he starts learning how to speak English. And I'm not trying yeah. to minimize his culture or his Russian. He needs to start speaking some English if they're going to promote him that way. And that's my opinion. Yeah, absolutely. I, no, I, I agree 100%. All right. All right. Let's take the last five minutes to talk about the World Boxing Super Series with Jake. Uh, Richard Schaefer's boxing series is really taking some shape. The cruiserweight <laughs> tournament is going to be monstrous. I think they just added Usyk, Marco Huff's in it, um, Gassiev is in there. Uh, I think over the weekend, Jay had mentioned that Steve Cunningham took to Twitter and voiced his frustrations because I guess he wanted to get into the tournament, but it doesn't look like there's going to be many American fighters in here. Uh, no, but I mean, it's it's the best of the division, and that's the good thing. That was, you know, the concern I had with the super middleweight division, even if you got the best of them, it's not a very, you know, sexy bracket right now. And right now, I mean, the guys they have involved, they just added, uh, they just added former light heavyweight champ, Jurgen Brommer, and everyone's going to say, who really cares? You know, he's a former light heavyweight champ. He was one of the, he was one of the weakest titles when he was there. So uh, super middleweight has a lot of work to do. Right now, George Grove is a heavy favorite, and he really doesn't have a peer. Cruiserweight, I mean, Usyk's involvement is massive because at first he was, you know, kind of having second thoughts about wanting to join the field. Then maybe his team sat down and said, all right, well, if you fight on HBO, who the hell are you going to fight if everyone else is in this tournament? So now we have the very best Cruiserweight joining the best of the rest Cruiserweight. In my opinion, the best tournament I've seen, at least in the 21st century, as far as boxing goes. This is an incredible tournament, and they still have two slots left. One of them is supposed to go to uh, Dmitry Kudryashov. Uh, Christoph Glavaski is even flirting about flirting with the idea of joining. Those would be the final two spots if they get in, and that would be just a, a ridiculous uh, tournament. Where even the worst guy in the tournament it would still kick the crap out of any other cruiserweight who's not in the tournament. So I'm really looking for. You know, we said it a, a while ago. The cruiserweight bracket was going to be fired just because so many punchers in that division. The super middleweight mm-hmm. division just leaves a lot to be desired. I feel like we've just sucked that well dry. And, you know, I just don't like that they've selected that uh, division. I don't know who else they can add at this point. You know, Badu Jack, you know, grew out of the division. James DeGaulle is on the bench until the end of the year. Callum Smith might be joining. But, again, it's still very Eurocentric and guys that don't have, you mm-hmm. know, 
big name appeal. Cruiserweight division, maybe it's not big names, but these guys are going to, you know, create some fireworks. Right. Absolutely. Mm. It's going to be good. Well, the good uh, part, well, the good part about it is, well, what the good, the good part about it is with the, with the European base fighters, at least they don't have the pressures of trying to sell it over here in the United States because we know Europeans are going to turn out to see that tournament. So, hey, less money to have to yeah. spend over here. Right. And as good as they are, I mean, you know, it's the cruiserweights that, you know, American fight fans already, you know, see and enjoy watching. So it's, it's, it's an easy sell. I mean, maybe it's not an easy sell to mainstream fans who, you know, you want to introduce, but I'm not sure that's necessarily the goal of the tournament, at least not in the beginning, you know, more towards the end, maybe. But by then, you'll have, you know, the top cruiserweights and the top super middleweights, and they've, you know, run the field. So there's your selling point. Yeah. Right. And maybe I missed this, Jake. Maybe I wasn't paying attention. But, you know, we're, we're all going to enjoy this tournament. Any idea where we're going to be able to watch this cruiserweight <laughs> tournament? So far, the only network that's really, you know, been attached to any rumors is Showtime. But, I mean, are they going to run, you know, the Showtime Boxing International in order to present it? Because, a lot of, like you said, a lot of these fights are going to be taking place in, you know, in Europe. So I can't see it just being a Saturday, you know, daytime thing running on Showtime. That's going to be, you know, quite an investment. So I, hopefully a network gets involved. That's, you know, the rumor I heard from day one was that, you know, a network wanted to be a part of this. I, I guess we'll just have to wait and see. All but right. There will be, well, my Jake, understanding is that they do not want to move forward with this without any U.S. involvement. They don't need us. They're trying to tell us they don't need us. They don't care. <laughs> nah, they do need us. <laughs> They really do. They will at the end. Well, Jake, it's always a pleasure. Make sure everyone follows Jake Donovan on Twitter and FightNights.com for all his prolific and insightful writing. You have a great day, and it's always great talking to you. Thank you, Arby and Jake. It's always a pleasure being on the show. All right. We're going to take a quick commercial break, and we'll be back with Robert Easter. Any vehicle, any age, any mileage. With Nationwide Auto Warranties, you will stop paying unexpected costly repair bills and let an extended auto warranty pay. Go to NationwideAutoWarranties.com for an instant email quote or call 1-866-352-4999 for a free no-obligation phone quote. So stop paying and let Nationwide Auto Warranties get you your coverage today. Again, that number is 1-866-352-4999 or visit NationwideAutoWarranties.com. We are back, and we are going to dial in our next guest, Robert Easter. <sighs> RV, this has answers. been quite an event. I do, too. <laughs> and it's saying that he did not answer. Why don't we take oh, another no. quick commercial? I know. Why don't we take another quick commercial break and see what's going on here because the right gift can speak volumes for home for fragrance for great body products think for alma.com offering you the finest products for any and every occasion you can imagine say you care the right way and search through our catalog of more than 800 products from tasteful jewelry to great leather goods so remember when you think gifts for any occasion think for alma.com 
For all the latest news, interviews, and boxing schedules, visit BoxingInsider.com. Providing readers with everything from the latest fight schedules to interviews with your favorite boxers. BoxingInsider.com has you covered from top to bottom. BoxingInsider.com is looking for new writers. Think you have what it takes to join the team? Submit your articles to our team at info at BoxingInsider.com. Visit BoxingInsider.com today. The only boxing website where you become the fifth man in the corner. And we are back. This is the Morning Punch and Show with RB and J. Just in case you're just now tuning in, we recap the weekend fight action capped off versus uh, with Pacquiao versus Horn in Brisbane, Australia, and went through the the fights that were happening uh, with Robert Easter, who is going to be our next guest that we we're trying to bring on the line any moment now. In the meantime, I'm while we're getting Robert Easter on the line, let me see if I can read a few more responses to today's hot question, which was, how does Jeff Horn match up with the welterweight division? This was a very, very hot topic among you guys on Twitter and on Facebook. So let me read a few more responses from the guests, uh, from the the, uh, people who chimed in. Jesse Harrow on Facebook says, Horn was extremely fortunate and took complete advantage of the situation. It was almost he sensed that maybe his father, that father time might show up in the fight. It was not Horn's skill that beat Pacquiao. It was the difference in size, and the two were evident that Horn used to frustrate Pacquiao, and he didn't have the hand and foot speed to get with him. But we will take a few more of those responses a little bit later in the show since we had so many, but I think we have our first guest on the line. Good morning. Are we? Do we have Robert Easter on the line? Yes, you do. Uh, good morning. Morning, Evani. Good morning. Good. <laughs> good morning. Well, Robert, you know we've been trying to talk to you for a long time. We, you know we enjoy you. We enjoy your social yeah, media. Yeah. And before we get into talking about the fight and all that, I know you like to sing and dance on your social media. So I got to ask you, who's the better dancer between? Who's the best dancer between you, A.B., and Rashi Warren? Because right now my money's on you, but who's uh, the best dancer in the crew? You know, I teach, I teach both of them the dance moves, man. They get all their dance moves from me. If they, they tell you otherwise, they lie. <laughs> I know you like to croon it out, too. Do you think you have a, a secret desire? If you weren't a boxer, do you think you'd be an R&B singer? Because, you know, I was ready to put you in a new uh, edition. I, I think... I think that's what I'll be shooting for. I think that's what I'll be shooting for, you know, going for the uh, RB entertainment. Robert, you have so much personality and so much charisma. Are we going to have an opportunity to see a little bit more of this side of you outside the ring? Because you really are a fun guy and you bring a lot of light <laughs> and, and, and happiness in addition to the skill that you display in the ring. So will we get a chance to see a little bit of that? More of you over the coming um, years. Yes, I I, I talked to um, several networks. We trying to get some, you know, uh, together, put together, and um, we are gonna do something like that because they also uh, noticed that side of me too. So yeah, we uh, we, I talked to a couple of people. We gonna try to get something together. Mm, like a reality show or something. Uh, reality shows, uh, commercials. You know, just little mm-hmm. sitcoms like that, stuff like that. Mm-hmm, okay. Uh, well, before we get into the butt, uh, into the fight and the scorecards and everything else, we do know that recently you had a baby, right? You had a son. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Has he peed on you yet? Has he got uh, he you? Peed on, he peed on himself. 
he uh-huh. peed on himself. The first time, the first time we ever changed him, uh, he he accidentally peed on himself. So I I, I kind of dodged the bullet right there. Oh man! All right. Well, look, <laughs> you had you had a really really tough fight Friday night. Yeah. We, me and Jay both think you pulled it off. I enjoyed it. I was actually mm-hmm. raving about you on my Twitter, and then I was kind of shocked because. So many people were upset with those two scorecards. They thought it was too right. wide. They started using yeah, the, the word robbery. Yeah, yeah. People, people. You know, they was more upset at the scores. You know, that's what caused them to say, "All right, they cheated." But it, I won a fight. You know, it was it was it was tough. It was close. But they was more upset at the scores. You know, that's what got them to call. I mean, got them to saying. Oh, they cheating for him. They robbed him. You know, it was no robbery. I clearly beat him. You know, but uh, it, it it looked closer than what it was. Did it make it bittersweet for you? Like you should have been celebrating and happy, and then you go and you see all these people, like you know, sitting on the fight and on the judges. And did it was it what is it bittersweet for you? Oh no, oh no. You know that that W is on my record. You know that W is on my record. We still got the win, and we put it off. You know after. Uh, eight weeks of training, you know, uh, a tough to around. Uh, yeah, I, I celebrated, you know. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, that's why I'm, you know I I pay attention to what you know people say a, a little bit, but at the same time they're not in the ring with me. You know, they're not mm-hmm. throwing the punches or taking the punches from me. So you 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 can't really let that phase you. Did you celebrate with AB? What y'all do? <laughs> yeah, you know, anytime we able to get it's always a celebration, you know. He gave me some good words of encouragement, you know, and then he, he got his fight coming up as well. So uh, he, he sat back and, and kicked it with me, and then he uh, left back off the training camp. Yeah. I, I read somewhere, I think it was on Boxing Scene, that you graded, you gave your performance a B-, and I think you knew – what this guy was about. He was going to come forward. He was going to be aggressive. Yeah. You know, you went toe-to-toe. What, did he do anything in that fight that you did not expect that made it harder? Um, No, he, he actually came just like – he actually fought just like um I imagined him to. You know, he was going to make the fight ugly and he was going to try to smear my punches and get close, you know, and hit behind the head, which he did uh, – plenty of times and the ref did not say anything, you know, but uh he definitely he can't uh fought just like I, I thought he would. Yeah, it was definitely a tough competitive fight. It was a fight that people really wanted to see you in. Is it gratifying after all these people called this opponent out for you to go in there and get the decisive win? Uh yeah, you know, he was a it was a mandatory people people a lot of people didn't know a Shabakov. You know, they they didn't even know how he, he got it. They they just thought somebody picked him and we thought he was actually ma- ma- mandatory. You know, he beat uh, Richard Comey in a close decision, and he beat uh, one of my uh, fellow teammates, uh, Jamel Herring. You know, so he he earned his spot to fight me, and he, he had a, a good background as well. He fought uh, what Rancis twice for the uh, title. You know, and uh, two two close fights as well. So you know, Shepko has he got a good resume on him. Yes, he definitely does. When AB was out here recently for uh, his press conference for his fight with Mikey Garcia to give him a little break from uh, 
the same questions I asked him about you. And every time I mentioned your name, he got really excited and it completely just lit up his face and he just adores you to death. What is, you know, we all see the stories in the media, but we don't have the opportunity to spend time with him and know him intimately. We're just kind of on the outside looking in. What's something about Adrian Broner that you wish more people knew about him that we don't, that we Um, normally don't get to see? Man, that he's a, um, he's a caring guy, man. You know, he's a caring guy and, um, Whoever's around, whoever is around him, he he wants to take care of, you know. And no matter if he met you, just met you five minutes ago, he he was trying to take care of, you know what I'm saying. Um, me and AD, we actually met when we was younger, uh, in a in a JO, you know. Um, I was a kid coming from Toledo, that's three hours away from Cincinnati, and I was beating up everybody mm-hmm. in Toledo. So, um, I remember a guy uh, saying like, "Oh, you going to the JO this weekend?" I'm like, "Yeah, yeah." And Cincinnati was like, well, wait, you fight? I'm like, I'm fighting 75. I was uh, 10 years old. Mm-hmm. He was like, oh, man, you might fight, Um, you might have to fight one of the twins. I'm like, man, I don't care about the twins, man. I'm E-Bunny. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That's what I said. So I went up there, and um, I seen uh, these, these bad kids. They had nappy braids, you know, and um, we was in the, um, the line. Me and my friend, we went up there. We was in the line to weigh in. And him and his twin brother came in eating chicken, and he and everybody's faces. He took my friend glasses. He took my friend glasses off his face. I was like, "You're not getting these back." And he cut it in line, you know, and weighed in. And I'm like, "I'm like, man, he ain't gonna do that to me." You know what I'm saying? I was, yeah, that's how it was. You know, um, later on, we, we we I seen I seen him fighting. I'm just like, and everybody was screaming and like, "Uh oh!" They was chanting like, "Uh oh!" Like, <laughs> And he got in there, and he was just so aggressive, and he was a, ahead of his time and stopping kids. And I'm like, man, who is this? That must be what talking about, you know what I'm saying? And I got in there, and I um, I stopped my opponent. And he came in, and he was like, man, you can fight. And I'm like, shit, you can fight too. And then ever since then, we just was tight, you know what I'm saying? I was, I was little bro, and he was big bro. Ever since then, you know what I'm saying? That's where we clicked. And then we, uh, we finally... Met back up uh, later on down the line where I was training for, um, I was trying to get on the uh, Olympic team. And he told me, like, um, I wanted to turn pro, though. I didn't, I didn't, I couldn't stand the amateur around this time. I'm like, so I messaged him, like, man, big bro, let me come down here and train with you, man. I've been wanting to come train with y'all for years. He was like, you know what, you can train, you can train with me for this fight. He was fighting, um, he was about to fight, um, uh, what's the guy? Uh, I forgot. Was it Ponce de Leon? Ponce de Leon. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He was training for that fight, and I was like, um, "Yeah, let me train." He was like, "Cool, you come down." So every shit when I came down, and he, we just felt that chemistry, you know, what I'm saying, making each other laugh and just enjoying each other's mm-hmm. time. He was like, "Man, you know what? I'm gonna keep I'm gonna keep you with me every day, bro. You know what I'm saying? We gonna." We're going to learn this boxing stuff together, and, you know. I, and that was my first opportunity, and I, I didn't look back. Well, your relationship with him is great. I enjoy, like I said, you both are very talented. We enjoy your social media relationship and watching it. So it's good to for folks to hear that side about it, that side of Adrian Broner yeah. that we normally don't get to see. 
So lastly, before we let oh, you yeah, go, yeah. we I just want to ask, um, are we going to get a chance to see you once more before the end of the year? Uh, definitely, definitely. You know, me and my man in here, we uh, talked about that already, and uh, we're definitely going to have something before the end of the year. Oh, right. Well, we look forward to seeing right. you back in the ring. We look forward to seeing your next five heartbeats video on Insta Stories oh. and your best. <laughs> Dab and hit them folks combo. Yeah, like, keep yeah, it like the easy to view. These are different questions and everything. You know, mm-hmm. I, 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 most people call me with the same questions. Like I got talking to the robot. And, and it's yeah. Just, it's fun. You know, you guys actually. I, I, ask different questions, you know, outside of boxing and all that stuff. So I, I like doing these interviews like this. Thank you. We try to be very different. And <laughs> we, we know we don't. you don't want to talk about how was training camp. We don't even want to talk about that, you know. But um, <laughs> yeah. I will say that me and Jay, we really, really do like following you. We screenshot some of your stuff sometimes and send it to each other. And, like, when we're watching your IG stories, we're texting each other, like, yo, go look at E-Bunny. Like, we're cracking up. So, you know, thank you for giving us good laughs and all. Because, you know, it just it feels good. So keep being you, and we look forward to seeing you before the end of the year back in the ring. Thank you. Thank you, guys, all for right. having me. All right. Have a good one. You too. All right. Take care. Because the right gift can speak volumes. For home, for fragrance, for great body products, think for Alma.com. Offering you the finest products for any and every occasion you can imagine. Say you care the right way and search through our catalog of more than 800 products, from tasteful jewelry to great leather goods. So remember, when you think gifts for any occasion, think for Alma.com. And we are back. You are listening to the Morning Punch and Show with RB and J. Always a pleasure to be with you on a Monday morning. It looks like we are ready for our next guest, or maybe we're not. Let me pick up this line. 773, you're on with the Morning Punch and Show. Who is this and where are you calling from? Hello? Morning Uh-oh. Punch and Show. Uh-oh, maybe it's just somebody listening uh, to the show. So we'll go ahead and put him back into the queue and uh, see what's going on with our yeah. our next guest. In back. the meantime, your back is broken. It, in the in the meantime, oh. Jay, because we only got about 15 minutes left on the show before we bring on Ryan Martin, who fought this past week, and we're going to get to know him a little bit. Why don't I just a little bit of word on the curb? Because I don't want us to mm. run out of time, and I want to make sure that I could dish the world's curve. So while we're waiting for Bernie and Ryan Martin to get into the queue, let's dish the word on the curb how's that let's do it all right Lubin Erickson Lubin has begun training camp for a fight with Jamel Carlo Um, a shitload of fights and dates up in the air with PBC fighters um, but it's highly likely for the first week of September it was actually supposed to fall on August 26th Earl Spence was going to headline and they were going to throw Lubin Carlo on the other card but then Mayweather-McGregor happened, so that all went away. So that the fight between Lubin and Charlo, which I really like it, huge step up for Lubin. And Jamel Charlo, I always thought, was the better Charlo. And that's not – I'm not saying that disrespectfully. I don't need them coming at my neck today. But it's going to be a really good fight. It will most likely be shown on either NBC or maybe Showtime. It's definitely not going to be like on Fox or Fox Sports 1. Lubin, Charlo – 
Lubin has started camp. Um, so it's pretty official that that fight is happening. The other little piece of word on the curb is that Willie Monroe finally has a fight. The last time that wow. he fought was Gabe Rosado last September in Dallas on the Canelo Smith undercard where he defeated Gabe Gabe Rosado. Well, anyway, Willie Monroe will be named as an opponent for Billy Joe Saunders. Wow. Wow. Mm -hmm. Hey, you go from no fight to right to, man, he did better than Golovkin. Golovkin can't get Billy Joe in the ring. Good for him. (laughs) So that is my word on the curb. Um, Do we know if we have Bernie and Brian in, in the queue? No, Bert. Oh, I think we have our guest right now. Good morning. This is the Morning Punch and Show. Who are we speaking to? Ryan Martin. Hey, Ryan. Good morning, Mr. Martin. Hey, good morning. Good morning. Good afternoon on the East Coast. (laughs) Yeah. Look, we want to get to know you today, um, and we want our listeners to get to know a little bit more about you, you know, kind of where you've been, where you're going. Um, So, Jay, let's start off. It's um, some stuff that you have for Ryan. Perfect. Ryan, for our listeners who don't know, you were initially signed to SMS Promotions, which was uh, formerly, it's no longer in existence, it was run by 50 Cent. So with that, I have to ask you, do you watch Power? Can you watch Power? Oh, yeah. That, I think Power is the best show on TV right now. That's uh, Yeah, that's my show. <laughs> I didn't even watch the last episode yet, so I haven't seen that one. So no spoiler for me. <laughs> do you want Kane? Do you want Kane in the die? No, no. I think his his character and uh, his character plays a good part in the show. So uh, I don't, I don't, I don't want him to die. I have nothing against him. <laughs> okay, like I didn't want. Him, I wanted to make it sure it just didn't work out. Excuse me. I said, you don't got nothing against 50 Cent. It just didn't work out. Uh, what happened there? Yeah. Yeah, it just, you know, was up and the decision on his end. And, you know, it's, I mean, he 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 gave me a start to my career. He, uh, you know, he's, he's a good friend. Uh, we still talk every now and then. Uh, he, he gives me good advice uh, on life. A very good Ooh. guy, very smart guy. So uh, I have nothing against him. He he gave me my start, and without that, I wouldn't be to where I'm at now. Very well Absolutely. said. So how did you get over to Tom Loeffler and with K2 Promotions? Uh, uh, my manager, Tim Van Newhouse, uh, you know, he's a hardworking manager, and, you know, he got Tom's attention while we was going through the bankruptcy with 50 and. You know, since my first fight with Tom, it's just been a great relationship with him. You know, uh, he believes in me, and his company is him and K2, and people that he surrounded himself with is just unbelievable and uh, very professional, and they treated me good since the first day they met me, and I love the working relationship we have together. Tom Luffler is a, we have Tom on with us a lot. We love talking to Tom, and he always gives us a great interview, and he's one of the calmest, coolest guys I've ever met in the business. And I asked him when he was last on here, when's the last time he dropped the F-bomb? And he just laughed. Have you ever heard Tom drop an F-bomb? No, I mean, it's Tom, uh, he is uh, like a very laid-back guy. You know, it's hard to read. Uh, definitely one of the 
the coolest guys in the sport of boxing that I think, uh, you know, because he's just so laid back. And uh, I never heard him cuss. You know, it's, uh, that's, that's something I, I never thought about either. <laughs> He's a cool guy. He's a cool guy. But enough yes, with the playing is. around. Let's talk, of, let's talk about your fight. Unfortunately, due to technical difficulties on the ESPN side, we didn't get to see your fight. So we can't ask you too much about your performance. We do know that you were victorious. Have you had a chance to rewatch the fight, and how would you grade your performance in it? Well, speaking on the whatever happened with the ESPN, I was very, very disappointed when I heard uh, that it didn't air because mm-hmm. I had so many fans and people around the country that was eager to see me fight uh, on free TV and, you know, everybody had parties and stuff ready for the fight and it, it didn't happen. So I was very disappointed in that. But, you know, uh, Marcos, he was a very tough opponent, which we knew going into the fight. And, no, uh, he took some big shots. He, he took some shots that I didn't think he could stand up to, but he showed a lot of heart. And, um, you know, but I won every round, every minute, every second. Uh, but mm-hmm. I, I grade my performance, you know, maybe a, a B plus, B minus, somewhere around that range. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. As I feel like every fight, I can always do better, and I think I'm, I know I'm getting better with every fight. So, you know, I, I, I still got a lot of growing to do. Yeah, so you've been on some really big cards. You've been on Golovkin's undercards. You've been on Chocolatito cards. What is going to be your breakout fight where you can say, my, this is my graduation day. I am Ryan Martin, and I'm here. What's your breakout fight going to be? <laughs> well, Hopefully, my breakout fight will be on the biggest card in a long time—the and Canelo card in September. So, you know, I haven't talked to my team or Tom about that yet, but you know, I've heard they have big things in store for me uh, within the next couple of fights. So, that fight right there—if I can get on that card—I think that will be my my introduction to you know contender world championship caliber level, uh, if I can get on that card and get a good big fight on that card. Uh, so, um, you know, that's something I'm really looking forward to and just being a part of that card and being a part of uh, the Canelo Triple G uh, show is going to be phenomenal because it's going to be the biggest thing in a long time. And right. we'll be there. RB and J will be there. We'll have a table set up. You have to come over, chat with us, get on air with us. Oh yes. Hopefully for sure, we'll see you there. Sure. I show a lot of love. Oh, we'll love to have you. Yeah, that definitely will be a great look to see you on that card of really, really big platform. We know that you have trained. This is the third camp that you've completed up at the the Summit Gym in Big Bear. And Abel's not your head trainer, but he's been real important to you in kind of the development of your career. What are some? What are a few things that Abel Sanchez has been able to help you with? You know, first, I think the most important thing is him opening up his facility to me. You know, um, the solitude that you get in Big Bear is unbelievable. I think it it really helps me stay focused and, you know, working on my craft because there's nothing to do up there but 
eat and box, eat and box. We don't leave the house unless we need to go to the grocery store. Um, you know, and just being surrounded by those other guys up there, you know, all top contenders and world champions, uh, you know, it just puts you in a different mindset. Uh, other than that, you know, he's a very uh, powerful coach, uh, you know, very smart. And, and really the thing that's opened up, to, I mean, stand out to me about him is, uh, you know, he's willing to help anybody. He he, he pushes everybody to the to the max. You know, he treats everybody just how he treats Triple G when he's in camp, and the same goes for Triple G. He pushes you just as hard as he pushes himself. Um, and, but I'm just happy to be able to have that facility open to me and be able to uh, do my camps there. Uh, and it's definitely been a, a tremendous help. Um, you know, since I've been working up there, uh, this is my first fight that went the distance. And, you know, just because he was tough, I think that's why I went the distance. I, I think I, I would have stopped him if uh, he didn't have a good chance. Um, but, you know, I had all knockouts since I've been up there except for this one. So, uh, you know, it's definitely, I think, and that speaks for itself. And, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm always in tremendous shape when I go there because it's nothing but hard work. So uh, it's, it's been great being there. That's great. So I, I heard that you were used as the chief sparring partner for Dennis Shavikov for the Robert Easter fight. Is that true? Yes, yes, true. You know, uh, great sparring with him. You know, that, that that mentality has carried him a long way. And, uh, you know, it's, it's been a great learning and uh, experience sparring with him. So what did you think about the fight? Did you think he pulled it off? Did you think... Easter one, there was some controversy on the scorecards. How'd you have it? Actually, I didn't see the fight because we're fighting the same night uh, uh, around the same car, so I haven't seen it yet. Okay. Okay. Well, look, it was a pleasure. Oh, go ahead. I uh, I heard it was a very uh, close fight, and uh, I will watch it in the next couple days. uh, So let's see how it goes. All right. Well, look, it was really good getting to know you and having you on the show. And I think that everybody wanted to get to know you a little bit more, you know, where you've been, where you're going and what's next for you. Um, So you got some friends over here on the RB&J morning punch and show. Um, Give us a holler whenever you want to come back on. All right. And hopefully we'll see you out there. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Have a good one. All right. All right. So that was Ryan Martin, uh, up and coming. Disappointed we didn't get to see him on ESPN, but I'm sure we will get a chance to see him again soon. We have about two minutes left in the show, RB, and so I will. Oh, we didn't even get through. In case you missed it, news. I'm gonna run through. No, you want to just like run through them real quick, like yeah. Yeah. Okay, we're gonna keep it real quick because I know folks is um cheating at work and not paying attention. I don't want nobody to get hurt at work. So. Let's start off with Anthony Joshua, who is always a hot topic and a hot man. Uh, His next fight, his first choice for his next fight, obviously, is a rematch against Vladimir Klitschko, and he's willing to move the fight to Las Vegas if if he can talk uh, just to try to entice Klitschko back in the ring. So there's a potential that if the Klitschko rematch happens, maybe we can get Tom on the show to talk about this. Maybe Mm -hmm, it could land in -hmm. in Vegas since he's willing to come over here just to get that rematch. If not, he's going to proceed with his mandatory challenger, Kubrat Pulav. Also in news, Kell Brook is aiming for a December return 
which includes him dropping down to 154 pounds against Miguel Cotto. He wants to get back in the ring at 154. Eddie Hearn told Sky Sports, if he moves to 154, he'll have a lot more in the tank and a lot more energy to go on and achieve. He still has that fire inside him, and they are looking to try mm-hmm. to do that fight in December in Sheffield. So be I on don't the know if to he has if any cartilage left in his face. Right. He has some terrible, mm-hmm. terrible scar tissue issues, Ooh. and mm-hmm. that would be a bloody, bloody battle. So yeah. if we get that fight in December, that would be pretty amazing. Also, in case you missed it, news, WBO flyweight champion Zhu Shiming has parted ways with top rank and his strength coach, Justin Fortune, and he's also looking Ooh. to start his own promotional outlet. His longtime business oh. partners don't like the move. They think it's a mistake. They wanted him to stay with top rank, but he Shiming's going to Shiming, so he's decided that he is leaving top rank, and he next fights on uh, July 28th, and I'm not sure if that's going to be under okay. his own banner but he's parting ways with a uh, top rank. And let's see. And lastly, and lastly, Beboot Shumanov, uh, the WBA cruiserweight champion, has relinquished his title and he is ending his career. He's retiring due to a debilitating eye injury. He announced his retirement from his ring. During his time, he defeated four champions, Gabriel Campillo, Byron, Byron Mitchell, William Joppe, and Montel Griffin. So, uh, best wishes to Babu Shumanov, who now sails into retirement. It's kind of coincidental that he vacates the title right when this tournament's going on. So it looks like mm-hmm. that will be up to up for grabs. We may see a version of it part of a Richard Schaefer's tournament. I don't know how that plays in, but pretty ironic. Okay. All right. Well, I have one in case you missed it topic, in case you missed it. On Friday, August 4th, um, there is a crossword crossroads fight that has been that has been made between Mauricio Herrera versus Jesus Soto Carraz. There will be mm. blood, there will be guts, there will be all of that. Um, this is a true crossroads fight for these two guys. The last time me and Jay saw Soto Carras was at the forum and he did look pretty shot guy. I mean I remember us saying like wow we hope he walks away. But he does want to. He wants one more fight, and then he's willing to walk away. You know, Herrera's going to Herrera, but that fight <laughs> will take place play, take place on August fourth on ESPN and ESPN Deportes from Tennessee Springs Casino. All right. And lastly, before we call it quits for the day, the weekend fight schedule is pretty real light since it's Fourth of July week now here in the United States. Uh, from Tampa on Telemundo, Sammy Valentin is going to fight Giovanni Santillan. And on BN Sports, Moises Fuentes is going to fight against Ulysses Lara. So that's the weekend fight schedule. Both of those are televised, Telemundo and BN Sports. And that's all I got for the weekend fight schedule. All right. We kind of ran out of time. We wanted to take some calls today, but we are right at the hour mark. Um, we didn't even get to play Know It or Blow It, so we're going to save this tribute question, and we'll play it two times next week so you can win two gifts from forama.com. Today's show was brought to you by NationwideAutoWarranties.com, forama.com, and TheBoxingInsider.com. We appreciate you guys for listening today. Thank you, Robert Easter, for the fun, Ryan Martin, for letting us get to know you a little better. Catch us here every Monday morning from 8 to 9. It is RB&J, and this is the Morning Punch-In Show. Have a good one.